I'm George Comedy, and this is First Watch Spotlight, where we put the focus on the up-and-coming generation of cybersecurity professionals. Some are right out of school, and some are entering from a different career path altogether. Our goal is to show there's no singular path into the industry, and hopefully highlight some ways more people can enter the field. Today's guest is Michaela Voita, a security awareness and vulnerability management analyst who's just finished her first year in a new cybersecurity job. Michaela started out, as so many of us do, as an avid user of the internet. She honed her OSINT skills and went to school for digital forensics, where she discovered cybersecurity. I wanted to learn more about her story. We talk about the role that mentorship has played in her professional development, her advice for those seeking mentors, and future hopes for her cyber career. Michaela Voita, welcome to First Watch. Hi, George. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. So let's get started. Um, tell us about your first year working as a cybersecurity professional. Yeah, so I actually work at Chemical Abstract Service, or CAS, here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I started in January of 2022. Um, from there, it's been a year since working here, and I absolutely love what I do. Um, so here at CAS, I get to um, re- I re-implement our security awareness program from the ground up approach. Nice. So I get to train and educate our employees on how to spot red flags and emails, um, using strong passwords, locking your managed devices when you're away from your machines. Um, I get to do a lot of talking with other people throughout the enterprise, um, so HR, mm-hmm. our organizational change management group, um, anybody in technology, and I'm a people person, so I love like interacting, talking to people, getting to know everybody. So it definitely fits my my character who I am. That's great. Also, because I think most people don't think of cybersecurity people as people persons. <laughs> so like Yes. <laughs> or they think of like, oh, security's here, like what did I do wrong? And yes. security's usually posted as like a like a threat or like a foe. Mm-hmm. So I've been telling people like, I want to be your best friend. Like I wanna be your person that you come to if you click the link or if you open the attachment, like Let's talk about it. Like, how can I train you, educate you more on what to see in these emails when you receive them in your inbox? Perfect. Okay. So why don't you just take a step back and describe your journey into cyber for us? Because I, I think in our offline conversations that you had kind of an interesting detour that, that led you here. Yeah. So my journey actually started way back in like middle school, early high school, when I had like a knack for like using the internet. Um, it was very big in my house. We had a computer. It was, mm-hmm. you, couldn't, you couldn't be on the phone the same time with you know, the internet. So, right. I just, so that was like my big thing growing up because my mom would always yell at me and say, hey, I want anything on the phone. You have to be offline. I'm like, okay. Um, so that kind of turned into like me trying to figure out, I wanted to learn more about like websites and people in general um so it's finding out like information about people so like where they lived or, like their phone numbers or like, relatives and mm-hmm. that just really interests me was just trying to figure out like every information i can about like a person so, so you were like a yeah. amateur osint sleuth yes but it wasn't actually my mom and i didn't call it osint because i didn't know mm-hmm. what right for sure time. we called it background check so my mom was always like, you're going to go into the background checking one day. 
And I told my friends about it and I was like, hey, like, if you're talking to anybody or you're like dating anybody, like, let me know. I'll look them up. But like, see them as catfishing somebody. So it's mm-hmm. usually not an FBI person of my friend group who could find like anybody. Nice. So after I graduated to high school, um, my parents actually got divorced, um, which was a kind of a hard fall on me. And my mom started dating again. So my mom knew that I had this skill in my back pocket. And she was like, one day, like, hey, can you look up this guy I'm talking to? And like, make sure he's real and, you know, people on the internet. Mm-hmm. You don't know if that. So I remember the one time I was looking up an, the, the guy and I found an article and he used to be an ex cop who actually held a gun up to his ex wife's head. Okay. And, yeah. And I immediately told my mom, I was like, you're not going out with this man. I do mm-hmm. not approve. Cancel that date right now. And I just remember her saying, like, if you wouldn't have looked him up, I would have gone on a date. And she was just very, very weary about that. Mm-hmm. So I graduated high school, didn't know what I wanted to do. But criminal justice interests me because, again, background checking. I didn't mm-hmm. know what that did. didn't know it was called OSIP at the time. Um, so in 2017, I graduated from community college with an associate in criminal justice. And while I was at that community college, a professor, like a recruiter, came in to one of my classes and was like, hey, um, we have the school and we have a lot of good programs. And I kind of just brushed this up. I wasn't sure, like, what I wanted to do. And I was like, maybe I'll go. Well, a few weeks later, I pulled the pamphlet out. I look at it and they have a digital friendly program. And I was like, wow, this, this sounds like OSIN. This sounds like the background checking that I want to do. Um, so I ended up going there, loved the school, loved the campus, loved the professors. There's a small atmosphere, um, in the middle of nowhere, lots of cornfields. Um, so I was going to graduate in 2019, but ended up talking to a professor there who I consider a mentor to me. And I was like, Hey, like, how many more classes is it for another major? And he's like, Oh, it's only eight. And I was like, Oh, that's nothing. That's just eight mm-hmm. classes. And do that and then i ended up talking to another professor and i was like how much is it to minor and he was like they had like another minor he's like four and i was like okay 12 that's not bad let's stay another year <laughs> so i ended up staying another year at Tiffin university um and i received a double major in digital forensics and cybersecurity, and then a minor in computer information systems nice and then yeah it's a lot of schooling and then I actually found out that Tiffin um, was going to, they just created their Masters of Cybersecurity. And my best friend Jada actually was the graduate assistant for the cybersecurity professor. And I talked to him again and said, hey, um, is there any chance I can be a graduate assistant for you? And he had me apply and I was accepted. Um, and I actually got my Masters within the year. Um, so it took 10 classes. And got that done and graduated in 2021. So it was during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, all online classes, um, kind of different from being seated in person. For sure. Um, and then from there, it got time to, I need to find a job. I need to figure out where I need to go in life. And I was working for the Cleveland Guardians at the time, because I'm from Cleveland. Um, and worked there for like seven, eight years now. And I was like, I need a big girl job in my life. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to my mentor, Connie Matthews, 
mom, or my cyber mom, as I call her. Right. And I was on the phone, and I'm, I'm bawling. I'm crying. Because I'm like, I can't find a job. I don't know where to look. I need mm-hmm. help. And that's the best thing about the community is everybody's always there to talk to you. And she was like, here's a list of companies. Let's just, let's look at them, see if you find anything that interests you. And then post on LinkedIn. And then tag a few friends. And I was like, okay, I can do that. Well, within the first week, I probably had 20 to 30 people reach out, not even wanting to set up an interview, but just wanted to learn more about me and what I wanted to do. And that's actually where a former professor of mine from the master's reached out and said, hey, do you want to talk to me and now my, my now boss? And we had a conversation. I loved where it went. Um, my mentor, or my, my boss presented the offer of, hey, this is a position. Um, what do you think? And I fell in love with it. It was security awareness and vulnerability management. And I was like, I love this. Like, this is something that excites me, gets me going. I'm a people person, so I love doing this. And it actually started last year in January. Um, met with the team, interviewed with them, fell in love with the team, loved that they were experienced in the profession and knew more about cyber than I did. And I felt like I could learn a lot from them and love it ever since. That's, yeah, that's great. And I remember when we were having some offline discussions that you had some valuable lessons and kind of workload expectations. I want to give you mm-hmm. some space to talk about that particular facet in that first year. Yeah, my first year, I, I'm i a go-getter and I'm a hard worker and I'm very driven in my work. So I like mm-hmm. to go up and beyond when getting work done and, and making sure that I go 100% or even 110% to get it done. So sometimes I would spend hours and hours of working. And even if it's working overtime, even mm-hmm. though I know I'll move eight to five and that's cool. Um, so I'd always try and like go above and beyond. But now looking back at my first year being in a full-time position, I'm starting to realize like there's more than just work. You're gonna work the rest of your life. So why don't why don't you end and stop working at five o'clock? Why don't you just get offline at five o'clock and, and not work and just worry about the rest of like, the next day? Mm-hmm. I mean you only work once. Um so I feel like working and just making sure that I was not always, I need to work on the weekends or I need to work mm-hmm. every every day, like, and knowing that there's no time to, like, go to a conference or anything like that. So I feel like just making sure that my first year I was very, like, dedicated. I wanted to get more involved in my work and I would always go above and beyond to get it done. But now looking back, I definitely realized that I probably could have spent time that I was working doing something else, like hanging out with my friends or going the mall or doing something else so definitely realizing like hey i'm gonna work i didn't have to work i can mm-hmm. it can be tomorrow project it's not life or death situation we'll have more in a moment stay tuned all this month as we celebrate women's history month with a double dose of first watch we're picking up the pace with two episodes dropping each week featuring women in cybersecurity, everyone from CISOs to first year analysts and beyond Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to my conversation with Michaela Voita. I think this is a, sort of across the board for people who come right out of college. You don't have the same distractions as you know, upper management has probably like there are no kids. There's no like you got to run people to soccer practice or whatever. So, I mean, I remember also just sort of throwing myself into work. 
And there's a, if you're intrinsically motivated, you, mm -hmm. you know, that's, it's tickling that reflex, right? You're like, oh, I'm achieving excellence or whatever. And, and it's fine. But you do reach a point where it's going to start to work against you. Um, mm -hmm. And I think especially for cybersecurity, where I firmly believe that the creativity that is necessary to bring to bear to defense strategy and working with people especially takes a different kind of energy that it's also combinatorial. Like you're not working, you're not on the clock, but those moments are valuable because they are teaching you or giving you some kind of skill or energy. And it may be hard to put your finger on it or articulate it, but you know, the job requires combining a whole set of skills and, you have to be able to have that rest to do that. Yeah, and you get burned out easily too. And that's the other thing I realized is like, I don't want to light both ends of this candle and mm -hmm. both ends. So I'm grateful that I have my manager that says, hey, go home, like get out of here, enjoy your weekends. That's great. Um, so it's always nice to hear that, that you have the support of leadership saying, hey, you don't feel like that friends, or hey, go, go do that activity you want to do. Um, so that's always grateful to have, especially starting in your career, is to have that support behind you. Yeah, and and to be fair, hiring is very expensive. So if you burn out, it doesn't help them. They got to go find a, a new Michaela, and it takes time and effort and energy, and it doesn't make the organization any safer to have analysts burning out, you know, year after Correct. year. Yeah, um, so I, I want to double back. You mentioned mentorship multiple times. You talked about professors. You talked about um, your direct manager, you talked about uh, Connie, who we've also interviewed. So I've talked to a lot of people who are mentors, but I'm interested from your perspective as the mentee, what would be your advice to others who are either entering the job market or coming up right behind you in terms of how to interact with a mentor? Like what's the best way? Cause I think a lot of people are given that advice, go find a mentor, but they don't quite know what to do with that recommendation. Yeah. And I feel like the information security realm is very close and like family oriented too. So it's always like, even if you post on LinkedIn saying, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. Even if you talk to someone that you're close to and say, hey, can you be my mentor? Hey, do you want to get a cup of coffee? I feel like it's the first interaction of, don't be afraid to ask someone. At least they can say is no, or they, they can point you into someone else that will help you. Um, that was one of the things for me is I was like, hey, like, how do I do this? What do I do? Like, especially finding a mentor in the field that you know is going to be there to support you and coach you. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my favorite questions to ask a mentor is, how did you get interested in the field? Like, how did you get into your position? How can I work towards that? Um, like, what do you do on a daily basis? If I was in your shoes, what would, what would you do? What do I do? How do I get there? And also another thing is, if a mentor asks you to do something, I definitely recommend doing it. Um, like when I said earlier, with Connie comes on the phone. People are very busy and they're very busy schedules. So they will definitely tell you, hey, go do something. Make sure you do your homework when you do it. Because um, it's not going to benefit you in the end, and it's not going to benefit basically like you getting the job or you doing what, you, what you're asking them to do or help you help them. Um, but I think a mentor can be honest with anybody in the field. 
Um, I have lots of mentors that I consider friends. They can be a man, they can be a woman. It doesn't have to be one particular person. You can have multiple mentors who are at different stages in your career as well. Wait, so, sorry, I have to I have to interrupt you one second. Is there something okay. sliding on the table? Because there's there's another noise coming out. Nope. Oh, so weird. I haven't, I, 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 I meant to go. Okay. I, I always make the joke that there's like a ghost in my office because I was here in the office yesterday and the lights would just go off and it would come back and I'm like, oh, I was like, ooh, there's a ghost in the office. Okay. So like, right. nothing, I have not moved the table. Maybe it is the ghost. Oh, it's so weird. Like I can hear like a, it's like a tapping that's like on the table or something like that. Okay. Hands are here. Okay. So let me just, let's just pick it up with, um, you were saying if a mentor is asking you to do something, just mm -hmm. take it from there and, and we'll get to the end of the interview. Yeah, so if a mentor is asking you to do something, definitely make sure you're setting aside time to get it to do it. Um, that's why when Connie was telling me, hey, post on LinkedIn, I made sure that night that I was going and posting and making that post on LinkedIn. And that night I actually started looking through the list of companies she gave me and I was like, do I like this position? Do I not like this position? I'm just mm -hmm. trying to figure out like where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And if anything interests me, definitely making sure I set myself forward to success to apply for that position. And I would say like having someone that is a close friend of yours, um, even if someone's younger than you, I would say they can be your mentor too. Everyone has different skill sets in this field. So I feel like anybody can teach you a new thing, and especially with the field ever changing too. Great. That's uh that's really helpful. Um what excites you most about your future in cyber now that we're, you know, your first year in, you got a, a pretty long horizon ahead of you. What's what's got you going? Um, I think it's that the field is honestly constantly changing. Um, I think of it, I think it's like cybersecurity is like that double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes it can be difficult because of course all this new technology, there's breaches, there's updates, it's, it's all this new stuff that's always occurring. And there's always something always going, something always going on. And then like on the other hand, you have the constant change of the new skill or the technology that becomes available. So you're always trying to learn and grasp that skill and trying to advance your skill set. So I think that's one of the things that I'm definitely looking forward to in my future is what opportunities will arise, whether it's a networking opportunity. Um, I love to network with people. I love taking my time and dedicating it to the community. So volunteer work. Uh, I'm always helping out with the Central Ohio Iowa State Summit during the summer. So just definitely getting my feet out there and just seeing where this path will lead me is one thing that I'm definitely excited about. That's incredible. That is a perfect place to end. So Michaela Voita, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. Of course, thank you so much for having me, George. That's it for today's Spotlight. My thanks to Michaela Voita for sharing her story. To hear more interviews with leaders and more Spotlight episodes, subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. First Watch is a production of Safeguard Cyber with original music by Mattia Cephaletti and production help from Jamil Mafi. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong.